This is the 508 Podcast, a podcast where we're crazy passionate about helping you navigate and excel into your 20s and beyond. Every month, we'll bring you candid conversations from the 508 leadership team about hot topics for those who are striving for growth. Let's listen in for this week's podcast episode. 508 family, what is up? We are back for yet another episode. Hey, Woo-hoo. it's Christmas season right now. And uh, we're really excited. yourself a, a merry little, little Christmas. Christmas. Imagine we just sang the whole podcast. I, are you we can of, sing, kind are of. Are you a fan of Christmas music? Yeah. Low key, like, I'm not trying to be the Grinch, but I'm not really the You are a little of bit of the Grinch. Season. It's okay, I really though. I don't love. You don't like holidays in general. Come, I mean, I love Thanksgiving. You're a celebrity. Yeah, because of the food. We had Thanksgiving <laughs> at the time of this recording. And uh, if you see and go back, probably this episode, you go back and you'll see that I was pretty skinny, and now I feel like I'm pretty <laughs> chunky. Uh, I eat like a freaking buffoon on Thanksgiving. Yeah, but I honestly, celebrated. Christmas season, yeah, I don't mid, love the huh? Christmas music. It's, yeah, it's mid. I, I don't not love it, but I definitely don't love it. I want you to know that I have already started Christmas shopping for your sons. <laughs> it's so fun to buy toys. Literal insanity. Have you? Uh, no, I haven't even thought about Chia it. Chia ahead of the game, everybody. This is my reminder. I need to put That's this in my good. phone right yeah. now. <laughs> and for your wife. I mean, I'm already on top of that. Don't worry Are about you? that. Whoa, I love it. I am trying to get brownie points with the shouty, if you know what I'm talking about. Anywho. Anyways. Welcome to the 508 Podcast. This is episode number 51, 50, we think. 51. Uh, 51. We'll Don't out. hold us to that. But <laughs> it's a lot. We've been here for a minute. We've been here for almost three years. I'm so excited awesome. about today's topic, particularly. We had a whole series planned out. Uh, what we want to do is kind of whittle it down into one major theme. Today, yeah. you, you probably see the uh, the title and the topic is The Curse of the Gifted. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, we want to we wanna highlight this first and foremost. But before we go into the negative, I actually want to start with the positive, with this, which is unusual for a communication style. But here's the thing is, I want you to know you're gifted. Yeah. God has strategically... And even methodically wired you in a way where your gifts are here to bless the earth and bless mm. humanity. You, your gifts are to give God glory, but also for the benefit of other people. And we are, in our church particularly, uh, I'm telling you, we are surrounded by such gifted people everywhere yeah. we go. Everywhere we go. Especially as we lead a ministry. Like, we have people on our teams that, you know. They blow me away. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable some yeah. of the people that we have in our church. You know what I think that is, though? I don't think it's just that God sends us these special people, though God does send us special people. But I think it's that Pastor Derek, Pastor Pastor Jerry, you as well, have really done a a lot of work to create an environment that allows people to take the kind of risks that discover and Mm. develop their gifts. Mm. I think that's something that is so important that you do, particularly in your youth. Yeah. Um, Yes. This this podcast is, is designed to help people navigate their 20s. But as early Which as Devin's you can. Which Devin's 30 now, so. Uh, it's true. But so I, he's graduating. to help Oh, okay. The good, good, good. 20s and 30s. All right, continue. <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> um, I think it's so important in your youth to discover your gifts. Yeah. And then to develop your gifts. Yep. And then as you de- discover and develop your gifts, you actually deploy them. Yeah. And the way you deploy them is that's how you bless humanity. But God has wired you and crafted you with gifts, talents, skills, and abilities where some things are easier for you and they're harder for others. That's your gift. And we want to help you by, first of all, aligning and defining what some of your gifts are. Mm-hmm. And the Bible has so much to say about this. But we wanted to do this where we wanted to talk through an angle, particularly through a character in Scripture that actually used his gifts in a way he uh, that benefited himself and did not benefit anybody else. And as a result, actually divided relationships, yeah. divided the kingdom. 
um, talk about him. We, we, we uh, yeah. did a little Bible study on a man named Absalom. Yeah, Tell love it. it. So Absalom was very gifted. Um, he reminds me of Dev in a lot of ways. He's charming, smart. You super handsome. <laughs> Is that I, what the setup was? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were uh, gonna call me hot-headed, just like he was. Oh, uh, sometimes. But you're working on that. It's good. Oh, thanks for that. Yeah, appreciate, yeah. Appreciate. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we want to talk about a character in the Bible named Epsilon, and um, he is one of King David's sons. King David had uh, multiple sons, and his most famous one is someone that you Solomon. love to talk about. I love Solomon. You love Solomon. Known for his wisdom, wisdom. and his. Concubines. Concubines. <laughs> Wisdom and shoddies. Shoddies. Also, like, he Devin, was the I'm just original. That was a horrible that's joke. That's a horrible joke. We'll have to cut that out. Edit that from today. That is not true. I love my wife, Natalia. He does. Uh, he does. I absolutely love you with my whole heart. But he says shoddy a lot, which is why I, I said do say, that. I do say that quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. Um, anyways, back to the <laughs> Bible. We have to cut that. Yeah. So, Epsilon is one of David's sons. Um, he had. King Solomon, and then he also had a son named Epsilon. And the Bible says many things about him. One, it says that he was the most handsome man in the whole kingdom. Um, and he knew it. Um, two, he was incredibly charming. Um, there's a part in the end of the story of Epsilon where he's trying to gain influence with the people in his kingdom. And people would line up outside of his dad's palace to get advice from the king and for the king to um, handle disputes. And on their way in, Epsilon would say, hey, come on over here and talk to me. And he would kiss them on the hand and listen to them and complain to them about the king. Mm. So incredibly sweet. Um, he was gifted in position. He was born into more money than he knew what to do with. King David was incredibly wealthy, more money than he knew what to do with. He had servants surrounding him that obeyed his every wish. And being a very physically attractive people person, uh, people just wanted to do what he said. They wanted to be around him. He was magnetic, magnetic personality, uh, a likable personality. This man was gifted. Very He was not only gifted with skills, talents, and abilities, but also gifted with the platform and the position from birth. And so he was from a royal lineage. And so naturally, people viewed him uh, higher than, maybe not than they ought to, but certainly as a a high-ranking position of authority in, in their lives. And he was gifted. And so in some senses, this is where his gifts became a curse. Yeah. If he was in America in 2022, as a child, he would have been in the gifted and talented class. Mm. We talked about this. Were you in gifted and talented when you were a kid? Uh, Definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) You know, actually, I don't think I was either. And I know that maybe it's mean of me to make fun of you for that. But we didn't have it in my school. I had like a pretty country bumpkin school. So we didn't have that. But have you seen that trend on TikTok where people talk about they were in the gifted and talented class as a kid? Yeah. And now it's like, how do you know you're in gifted and talented? Uh, You're burnt out and crave affirmation. (laughs) Amen. But some of it, we want to talk about that is what happens when you're super gifted. Um, And I I know it's a, it's a probably a cliche at this point, but this, this Tumblr post that went around back in the 2010s, I'm dating myself. um, That was a famous quote saying if you measure a fish's ability by its or a fish's value by its ability to climb a tree it will live its whole life thinking it's stupid Mm. so something we do around here is try to figure out what were you created for what were you designed for what is the thing in you that's good and handcrafted by god so good and help you figure out how to use that however what we (laughs) want to talk about today is how to use
use that for the glory of God, how to use that to develop the people around you, how to use that to build the kingdom, how to use that to display the gospel in your life um, and not let it hurt you. Because for King Epsilon, it hurt him. It got him killed eventually. Mm -hmm. And split his household. Yeah. Because there was a huge divide between King David and his son. You want to tell him what happened next in the story? Um... Do you want me to? Yeah, you do it. Okay. Um, so King Epsilon or Epsilon is the prince. And really long story short, he gets royally ticked off uh, over something horrible that happened in his family, kills his brother, escapes, runs away from his father, escapes to basically his grandpa's house in another kingdom. Um, so he avoids the voice of wisdom and the father voice in his life. Mm. We'll circle back to that. Um, and then he plans a coup. And slowly but surely whispers to all of these people around, manipulates them, lies to them, gets them all to come and join him. And then they try to overthrow David and his kingdom. And um, he gets killed for it. Mm. It's honestly a tragic story. Um, And we we talked about this. Actually, no, we read this in um, one of my favorite books and one of your favorite books, mm -hmm. Tale of Three Kings. If you haven't read it and you're in ministry, it's required reading. Absolutely. It is poetic. It is emotional. Um, it will do a deep, uh, like soul surgery as you read the book, particularly about authority, particularly about relationship, particularly when you're under a bad leader. Um, it was an incredible read. So make sure you read that book, the tale of three Kings. But, um, what we want to highlight is really five. Oh, you have the book right here. This is not a tale of three Kings. This is a different book by Gene Edwards, but right here, Gene Edwards is the author. He tale of three Kings is about this big. You need to read it. It will change your life. Mm. Sorry to cut you off. Keep going. Um, we want to highlight through a few different topics on when it comes to being gifted. Before that, I want to define the curse of the gifted. The curse of the gifted would be this, is really the more gifted you are, the more options you have. Yep. Now, from the outside, maybe naked eye, you would see, isn't that a good thing? And, and it is a good thing yep. if and only if you have the character that is as strong and stronger than your gifts. Come on. But a lot of people are so gifted, but they do not work as equally with developing their character as they do their gifts. And when your gifts grow beyond your character, eventually your character uh, will uh, sabotage you. Yeah. And this is Absalom's story. This is how he led. And this is ultimately what led to his demise, uh, dividing the kingdom, a relational conflict between father and son. And uh, and we want to talk about it. So five areas we want to address. The first would be this, is do you have clarity? Mm. Do you have clarity? Clarity on your strengths, clarity on your weaknesses. Yep. I think a lot of people are, in our culture particularly, uh, I'd say millennials and Gen Z, uh, a lot of them don't don't know their strengths and a lot of them don't know their weaknesses. Yeah. And so what have you done uh, to basically like identify where you're strong and where you're weak at? What are some things that you would give as practical solutions? That's good. Um, so I would say I didn't, I wasn't aware. Oh, this makes me sound bad, but it is what it is. I don't think I was aware that I was a person with very real weaknesses until I was like 21 years old. I mean, I knew I wasn't athletic. <laughs> then I was accident prone. That's a fact. <laughs> I tore my ACL when I was 16. Um, Just by walking in the hallway. I was jumping Kidding. off of a roof, which is a very fun thing. Anyways, uh, but yeah, tore that sucker right in half. Um, but yeah, so, but I don't think I realized that I had real like personality weaknesses till I was about 20, 21. Um, and I think that was because I never slowed down enough to take a real internal look, which I would say is the first thing that you have to do. Yeah. 
um, is there, you got to take some time to go slow Mm. through things, go slow through challenges and really be intentional and evaluative. That's not a word. You need to evaluate, um, how things go for you in a slow, methodical manner. One with a mentor and someone who knows you well. I think a, a big part of that too, was I don't think that I had voices in my life outside of my family that really knew me until I was in that phase of my life. Mm. Um, I've gotten the most clarity on my strengths and weaknesses in the last two years being here because I've never been more known in my life. And as I'm known, those voices can echo back to me. We talk a lot about vulnerability here, Um, but I think there's a lot of reasons to be vulnerable, overcoming shame, lots of things, but this is a huge one. Huge. Is when you're truly known and you allow someone to kind of take a, a magnifying glass to some of your personality, your strengths and weaknesses, they can help expedite that process Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. I would say basically regurgitating what you just said in my language. So first of all, it would be from hearing from God. You need to, you need to know what the Lord mm. says about you first and foremost. You need to be able to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to you too. So hearing from God, I would also say examining yourself. That's essentially what you're just saying yep. is internal reflection is why am I the way that I am? What makes me, what drives me, what desires do I have internally? So hearing from God, examining who I am, but also feedback from other people. Yep, good. Uh, particularly the trusted voices and the key influences in your life. They can speak into your life so much uh, because they see the blind spots that you can't see. They mm. can see the back of your head. Um, and good. we need people like that in our lives. But I think it's our responsibility. Here's a key thought. Uh, I, I think a responsibility of ours. I heard Pastor Jerry say this, one of our executive pastors. He goes, God gives you gifts, but it's your responsibility to turn them into strengths. So good. So we have a responsibility to turn our gifts into strengths. First of all, you need to acknowledge that you're gifted. Mm-hmm. But a second thing is you need to turn that gift into a strength. And so it's the parable of the talents. Talents in the, the parable of the talents uh, specifically were related to money, but the principle remains the same. Is God distributed one, one talent, two talents, five talents. But he came back, the master came back and said, okay, what did you do with what I gave you? And the people that multiplied, the people that multiplied their talents, God said, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. But he actually said to the person that dug the talent into the ground and, and didn't touch it, didn't turn his talent into a strength. What did he say? He said, you're a wicked and lazy servant. Poof. Not words you want to hear from Not the Lord. Not words you want to hear from the Lord. That's for sure. <laughs> but we have a responsibility to turn our gifts into strength. So what are you doing to... Uh, define your gifts, but also to develop your gifts. That's what we want to do in community. That's why you need to be in a local church. Yep. That's why you need to be rooted in community and have a, a mentor relationship, a mentee relationship, because you can gain just as much from mentoring somebody as having a mentor mm. yourself. There's yeah. so many things in there, but clarity would be the first thing that I would say. Uh, something you need to be aware of and mindful of is comparison. Yep. And man, doesn't this plague so many gifted people? Is because we see our one talent. But then we see all the other people's five talents. But what we don't say and what we don't see oftentimes is maybe maybe God distributed one talent to me. Um, and he distributed five talents to the other person. Well, they have five times the responsibility hmm. to be able to multiply that talent. Uh, talk about comparison with. Like, yeah. Um, is this something you've ever struggled with? Is this something that, For sure. that you feel like you're in the process of overcoming, have overcome? What do you think? Yeah. So first, let me get a little pastoral on this one. Um, I think when we live most of our life valuing our own value based on what we do Mm. rather than who we are, we will immediately judge other people on the same measuring tool. So good. So So true. 
if you haven't first done the identity work, so first, yes, you are gifted, but before you are gifted with what you do, you are loved and you are a person value, of yeah. true significant value, not because of what you do or can add to the world, but because you were born into the lineage of Jesus. Mm. You are a son or a daughter of the King. Inheritor of salvation, a new creation, an yeah. overcomer. Yeah. So if your value is in that, you see the other people around you through the same lens so with good. the same value. So good. So important. But if you don't have a sense of that value, then you're constantly trying to measure what you're adding to the world to to determine whether or not you are a person that's worthwhile. Yeah, based on your works. Totally. And, and it's, it's so a dangerous. trap. Such a trap. Especially when you figured out where you're gifted. And so that chasing starts to work for you. Because your gift becomes your identity. Yep. And that becomes the trap of all traps. Right if there. you're not being successful, sometimes I think God brings us into seasons of no success so that we can do the hard work of mm. digging down to find that identity so with him. form and shape your character. Yes. Because yeah. when we find that success, that dopamine hit, yo, newsflash, it works yeah. for a while. Oh, people like me. People like what I created. People like what I said. People like how I look. People like it when I show up this way. Now we've started to erode at your sense of identity to a really dangerous and shallow living. So good. Then you can apply that to the people around you um, and your character's going to crumble. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's so important to be grounded and rooted in your identity and who you are, not in the gifts that you have. Yeah. The gifts that you have are to glorify God and bless other people, but that does not determine your value. You're valued. You're loved. You're a son, you're a daughter, you're a co-heir with Christ. And so all of us have a royal identity because of the lineage that we come from. So, so we must separate who we are from what we do. Such a trap of gifted people, such a trap of hustle culture in society today. Yeah. And so be mindful of that. I think a third one that we must discuss is classism. This is unique, but sometimes we think that other people's gifts are more important and more valued or more valuable than even our gifts. Specifically gifts that we didn't do anything to earn. Mm. Gifts that we're born into. Mm. Yeah. Keep going. So I think we got to be very mindful of this, that God distributes gifts, but they're valuable regardless of... Good. Uh, I don't know. I think society has made such social standards nowadays mm. that some things are more glorified than others. Beauty is certainly more glorified than other things. Wealth. And so wealth, exactly. Mm -hmm. Classism is such a dangerous thing because we are, I was just teaching a message recently, uh, we are designed with deficiencies that actually in the kingdom of God, in the Christian space and places, uh, we are not designed independent, to be independent, but interdependent. Mm. Not to be reliant on somebody else, but to be uh not to be totally reliant on somebody else, but actually that somebody else is supposed to collaborate with you, not to compete with you. Classism is a dangerous thing that's going on so good. in the world. Yeah, and I love that um, Jesus throughout his whole life on earth mostly spent time with people that a, that a classist and a, a classism culture um, called outsiders. Mm. That's where Jesus most spent mm -hmm. most of his time. And I think sometimes we can get so high and proud on our own gifts and talents so that we miss the absolute character of God. That's the, the jewels of God that are hidden in people who live in spheres that we don't get to live in because they have been gifted with different things so that we've been good. gifted with. I think a fourth conversation we have to have is, are you coasting? Yeah. Are you, are you developing your gifts? Or are you just riding off the coattails of the success of those gifts? Talk about that because this here's, is something we talked about before. Here's why I think gifted people coast. And 
I'm the first person to be like, this is tough for me is because if I think oftentimes the biggest red flags in our life of we need to get better, something needs to change, we got to take an inward look is that we start seeing some failure. And if your skills and your gifts have gotten you into rooms where you're not failing very often, Mm. those red flags of saying, hey, pause, you need to adjust. Hey, pause, you need to slow down. Hey, you might need some help. You might need some advice. You might need some wise counsel. Um, If you're not putting those stop signs, yield signs in your own life, you're going to get way past a place where your character can keep you. Um, And if my question to you is if failure is not causing you to pause and to do some real important internal look for growth, what will cause you to pause and grow in your life? Mm, Daily habits, regular discipline, having feedback regularly. I just can't express enough coasting off your gift eventually you will fall off it did or, for epsilon or exactly people you will be bypassed um and i just don't want that to be said certainly of me mm. and so god gave gifts it is our responsibility to determine the strength it's the most important conversation we have to have of all this the curse of the gifted is you write off your gift so much that eventually your character is your gift is strong and your character is weak we must be so much more deliberate intentional about developing our inner man or our inner woman uh, than just our gifts. And so, yes, you have a responsibility to develop your gifts. But more than that, make sure your character can sustain you. Gifts will get you into a room. Character will keep you in that room. And uh, I think it's so important. And it's something that young leaders, to be honest, this is something that we do not do well. Yeah. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. we can develop a, a passion for this, particularly in our community. Yeah. Anybody that's listening to this where... We want to be people that have integrity of heart and skillful hands, as David was spoken about, is he led with integrity of heart. His heart was taken care of. He was developed in the shepherd, in the, in the fields with the, being a shepherd and, and with the sheep. But then he also led with skillful hands. So he was gifted, but he was also grounded. And I think that's something that uh, we need to attain. We need to focus on. We need to develop. And how do you develop that? I'd say I have maybe three that come up to my mind, but what would you yeah. say? Yeah. Um, how we develop our character. Yeah. I'm sorry. My brain was going somewhere else, but oh, go ahead. yeah, <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, I think if we look at the end of Epsilon story, Epsilon story, um, we see as David is fleeing from his son, who's trying to kill him. Um, his son is using his charms, his gift, his wit, his good looks to win people over. And he's manipulating people. He's lying people to come and join his army. Um, and they're following him because of that. And David is fleeing. And the Bible says that the, every man that he passed on the countryside wept with him. And David's walking barefoot with torn clothes, fleeing from his son, whom he loves, weeping. And the whole nation was still with him, watching, longing for his safety. And I think that highlights that David was a man of great character. And here's why having great gifts, but little character is so dangerous. Your talents will give you influence and put you on a really high pedestal. And we don't want to see you fall Mm. from a very high place. Mm. And in 2022, it's happening left and right in the religious space, in the secular space, the business world. Um, So hear this as that red flag saying, um, the Lord looks at your heart as the value as the, uh, for, for the study of the character of a man or of a woman. Um, so Dev, how do you, how do you develop your character? Yeah. yeah. First of all, I think you set that up and said that eloquently, um, how dangerous it would be 
to be yet another statistic. Mm. And I'm hoping, and this is something I'm doing, just personal character reflection, character formation, is what can we learn from all these moral failures? It's not to highlight or... We are, we are not celebrating that. I think the church is grieving for how often this is happening. Yeah. But it is happening often. So we have to look at a pattern here. Is that talents and influence and opportunities, the curse of the gifted. You're, you're gifted, you're going to have options. So all these options create distractions. And so we can get ride so much off of our gifts that our character is weak. So I would say here would be three things that I would highlight. Um, develop and grow in humility. Come on. Um, my dad says this, our lead pastor, he goes, you are never a master of humility. The people that think they're humble are not. Mm-hmm. If you if you say you're humble, that's not humble. That's not humility. <laughs> and so developing humility. Humility is, is not saying you're not gifted. Humility is knowing that you are gifted, but you don't forget who gave you the gifts. Mm. And who those that, gifts are really for. And who those gifts are exactly really for. The motive should be not to just uh, provide pleasure and profit and success to you. It actually should be to bless God first and foremost, but bless others second. So good. Uh, and in the process, you get blessed. And he who refreshes others is he himself refreshed. And so humility would be number one. I would say vulnerability too. Is tell on yourself a little bit more. Is I know you got strengths. I know you're gifted. You can ride off of those things and you could be covered. But people can sniff fake so quick nowadays. I think we can smell it from a distance because we've seen so much of it and all of us recognize a pattern. So humility, vulnerability, and then I would say accountability. Um, Accountability, feedback, correction changed my life. It changed my life. Mine too. And if you don't have people speaking into your life, we say this all the time at this point, but you cannot become your best self by yourself. Yeah. And so so if you don't have people speaking into your life or... Putting their finger in your eye is what our pastor says. If you don't have that, friend, I'm worried and I'm concerned for you. You need that for your development. Don't be an Absalom where you write off gifts, you split the kingdom, your family is divided, but you look great in the public eye. Oh, God, how how horrible would that be where you win the whole world, yet the people in your own household don't love you? Yeah. That'd be, what a nightmare that that would be. Don't let it be said of you. So developing these these five things we talked about, clarity knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. What do we highlight? We talked about how you got to hear from God, examine yourself and get feedback from others. Two would be watch out and be mindful for comparison. Listen, God distributes gifts to all people and they're not more valuable than you or uh, we have to be rooted in our identity, not in our gifting. Three would be classism is stop comparing the weight of different gifts. It is so dangerous. We are interdependent, not independent. Four would be coasting. Don't coast. Your gifts need to be developed, but more than developing your gifts, you need to develop your character. And so we hope this provides at least a conversation and and maybe send this to a friend, send this to somebody that you think this would benefit, have some discussions around this. We provide just a guide in discussions and topics so that maybe you can talk with some of your best friends or send it to your group chat or your family group chat or whoever this would benefit. But we would just want to say thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Whit, you got anything to say to the people? Encourage them? Sure. One, I just want to end with some honor and let you know that you have probably been the most important voice in my life in this conversation. Thank you. I love you, girl. And it's changed my life. Genuinely. You're very sweet. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, And I thought we should end with this. Pastor Derek defines success in a way that's changed my life. He says this. Oh, that made me a little choked up. Okay. He says this. Um, Success is defined as those who are the closest to me and know me the best 
love, and respect me the most. We pray that not only do you discover the gifts in your life, but that they bring you great success and that the people who know you the best know that you truly are a man or a woman of great character that the Lord can trust. So good. Here's 508. We say that we don't fear the future. We pioneer it. We hope that you guys have an incredible week. We love you. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode from the 508 Podcast. If this episode helped or impacted you in any way, we would love for you to subscribe, leave us a like, rating, or review. If you have something you would like for us to talk about, we'd love for you to send it in through by leaving a comment on our YouTube channel or messaging us on Facebook or Instagram. Last thing, if you enjoy this podcast and want to see what it's like to be at an actual 508 service, visit our social media pages and search for the 508 or click the link below for all of our YouTube viewers. And until the next time, remember, we don't fear the future, we pioneer it.